The stories of some of the world's greatest women unfold here. I am Annette Comer, your host, and each week the untold secrets of success, strength, and boldness of today's powerful women are revealed. This woman was a powerhouse as a Marine and has been even more so as an entrepreneur. For her, it started in rural West Texas. Her parents created a loving but strict environment. Work ethics were instilled early, so much so that other parents thought she was being overworked. But for this woman, it never felt that way. She loved working and the accomplishments that came with it. She had a talent for business and the Marines had taught her how to take risks. As she explored herself and the world, she found she was especially good with money and that others needed help. The landscape of investments, retirement, and overall money management was disjointed and difficult for many to understand. So she decided to be the money solution, the go-to person in as many areas as possible. And it was in serving a need that her greatness began to shine. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Leisha West. Hi, Leisha. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, Annette. Great to see you. We're going to have a good time. We are going to have a good time. So let's jump right in. I have so much I want to explore with you. All right. You described your growing up years as wonderful and even said that you had rose-colored glasses on when it came to relationships. How did this change when you joined the Marine Corps and how do you view relationships these days? What a great question. Uh, That is true. I was kind of raised with some rose-colored glasses And when I got out in the real world, I realized very quickly that the devil is very busy (laughs) and it it really isn't the relationships is as far as what you knew in a great home life really isn't always like that in the real world. So you learn very, very quickly to adapt. And sometimes a little bit of skin knees along the way in that adapting, isn't it? A lot of skin, a lot of skin knees, (laughs) skin elbows, skin everything. (laughs) Maybe even a few tears. (laughs) So how do you view relationships these days? In what sense? What what kinds of Well, I mean, do you do you trust them? Do you already go into them wondering if there's going to be the devil in the place or or what how do you view relationships? Because you certainly don't have rose-colored glasses on anymore. Those are off. They're 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 yeah, those are long gone. I would say every relationship, I always start out with my intuition. You kind of get a feel for people when you when you meet them, whether that's face to face, your eye to eye or you know, over the phone, you can kind of energetically, or I can, I can kind of energetically sense what that person is like, and then kind of go from there, depending on what that relationship is going to look like. I'm a very intuition-based individual. So that's where I start from. Okay. So you, you are open at the beginning and then you just pay attention to your gut feel and take it from there. I I don't judge a book by it, by its cover. I made that mistake too many times. (laughs) And so it, it it is, I'm just, I'm very, very open, very tolerant, you know, very, very receptive, but make no mistake. I'm also very mindful and incredibly perceptive. So every relationship I just evaluate and I don't listen to other people. I don't, I don't care what people say about other people. I like to meet them and make my own decisions based on my own experience that I have with them. I think that's a great way to deal with relationships for sure. So it's, it's fair. For it's everybody. fair. I agree. I agree. Because sometimes when we misjudge people, we lose out on some really great people that we could have gotten to know and that would have added value to our life. Oh, how many times have I done that? <laughs> and then in other times I've misjudged people that I mis- mistaken them as good and they weren't. So that goes both ways. but. 
I think for anybody, just be open, be fair and make your make your own decisions, but give everybody a chance. I think that that's really so important. Give everybody a fair chance. Yeah, I think that's great advice. So you have accomplished so much already from an impactful military service to running a successful business to serving on profit and nonprofit boards. But you weren't a good student in high school. In fact, I think there was, I don't know, a lot of rejection letters. Do you remember how many? (laughs) It was over 70. Over 70. Okay, it was a lot. I remember that. And you only got into college by agreeing to an academic probation. What was your internal conversation during this rough start? And what is your self-talk these days when you encounter disappointments and rejections? Oh, boy, we're going deep on this one. So in my 18-year-old self, I couldn't get into college at that time. I was really embarrassed. And my parents used that pride as motivation. So they made sure that all my friends and family knew that Leisha could not get into college at that time. And so um, I was really, really embarrassed. So that embarrassment or embarrassment inoculation, if you will, (laughs) motivated me that if I was going to do something or go anywhere in life, I was really going to have to get it together quickly. And so eventually I did. And coincidentally, I'm in grad school at Notre Dame right now. So I've gone from not being able to get into college to getting an executive MBA at Notre Dame. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. But it's interesting that you would bring up self-talk because I can tell you my self-talk completely contradicts what's actually going on in my head. So I do have to actually physically talk. I talk to myself. A lot of times I sing to my to myself. Now, let me just say I sing alone and by myself. I will not be up for a Grammy. So let me just put that out there. But <laughs> Let's just clarify that right up front, right? <laughs> right up front. I sing when I'm, when I'm by myself and alone. And I will say declarations and affirmations and command myself, this is what we're doing. This is what the program is, because what's going on in my head is totally, totally different. So I do have to talk to myself. I'm like, no, 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 Lisha, here's what we're doing, not what What the internal game is telling. What all the downloads come from (laughs) or what I was like, no, 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 this is what we're doing. So yes. And I would say you would try to master self-talk. I'm never going to master self-talk because it's just an ongoing process or it is for me, but the self-talk is so, so important. Otherwise, I would be laying in bed fooling around on Twitter or, uh, or something. I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't have done anything. You know, if you just listen to what's inside your head, that's not going to motivate you. So self-talk is so important to get where you're wanting to go, you know, based on what your goals and dreams are. So Self-talk, boy, is that an important one. It is. And boy, I tell you, people really miss what they say to themselves because one of the reasons I brought this up, Leisha, is I really want to bring to people's awareness listening how important it is when they say, you know, I'm stupid or why did I screw that up? You know, that is not elevating self-talk. And so I want everybody to pay attention to how you talk to yourself because it's kind of like that self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? It is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're literally designing your future self. You're telling your body what it's going to do. I mean, there's been countless examples of people prophesying their death, prophesying their health, prophesying their future self. So whatever you're you're saying to yourself, that is what's going to happen. So you have to be so mindful and so careful and so aware of your thoughts, you know, all of that vibration, whatever you put out there, that's what's going to happen. So whatever you're saying, You're calling your own shots. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
So the military was great fun for you. It would have been an easy place to stay for a career, but you realized you were too ambitious to be there. So what would you say to other women who find themselves in career choices they believe they have outgrown? Well, first of all, make a decision. Make a decision what you're going to do. Are you leaving? Are you staying? What are you going to do? And I think because people have a tendency to be indecisive, they just get stuck. And then time goes by, you're deliberating rather than doing. So unless you take action and start making something happen, which all goes back to making your decision, that's where it starts. So once that decision is made, then don't think about it again because you already decided that. So we're not going to revisit it. Now go to the back planning, the action items, and the execution and just go with it, whatever that decision is. Because I can tell you, Annette, when you have a driven person, whoever or whatever is out in front is going to get ran over or get out of the way because a driven (laughs) person is going to make it happen. Right. So to anybody that's just sitting there getting ready to get ready or deliberating, just make a decision and get moving. That's and, really and, 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 be, and be okay with getting uncomfortable. And be okay with getting, oh, I love being uncomfortable. Oh, inconvenience, uncomfortable. That's how you grow. That's it how you is. Grow. It absolutely is. Yeah. And I can tell you 99% of the population will quit at the first sign of inconvenience. So just by you having the resiliency and the determination and the drive, you're going to outperform 99% of, of people just by, by keeping it going and being persistent, not giving up, but it has to be driven. And I think motivation will come and go, but if you're truly, truly driven, there's just no stopping it. Yeah, it is, it is unstoppable. You're exactly right. Business excites you, and I know you love the challenge of it. You and I have talked about this many times, but women often struggle in business to make serious money. What wisdom can you share with women who want to be successful entrepreneurs who earn serious money? Negotiate. I will tell you, I've been a hiring manager, and I've made those decisions, and I don't believe for one second that men get paid more than women, and and let let me qualify that. Men will always negotiate. If you give a man a salary offer, he's always going to come back with some negotiation. Women do not do that. Women don't negotiate. If you give them an offer, they're grateful and they accept it. They don't even think about going back to the negotiation table and say like, you know, what, however those negotiation talks start. Never, ever agreed with that. Men do not get paid more than women. Men just negotiate and women do not. I mean, there's been a few of them. Of course, I'm a negotiating fool, but I can tell you, women do not negotiate. So for women that are trying to make serious money, then go get it. Negotiate it. Men will negotiate it. Women will not. True story. Men will negotiate. Women will not. I can't emphasize that enough. Men do not get paid more than women. They just know how how to talk. And they know how to ask. They know how to ask, and they're not afraid to ask. They're not afraid to ask. A lot of men are the breadwinner. So maybe they have a wife and kids. They need to make more money. They want to make more more money. And women, you know, a lot of times they're married or they have some backup or they have a safety net. So maybe negotiating doesn't really cross their mind. They don't think about doing that. But um, I'm single with no kids, so I'm trying to negotiate, you know, the most I can. So I didn't think about that. But 
that's what it all comes down to. So to answer your question, women, get out there, start negotiating. Let's, let's, let's get some bartering going and those salaries will come up pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And, 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 and that goes whether you're in a corporate job, whether you're an entrepreneur, wherever you play in the business world. Negotiate everything. Absolutely. Everything. Absolutely. So you are very driven. We've already established that by our conversation thus far. And you're a very high energy woman who is not afraid to play all out. Do you struggle to find others that understand you? Oh, I don't really know that I know anybody that understands me, maybe my, <laughs> maybe my, maybe my parents or whatever, but no, that's interesting that we, I don't know that we use the word struggle because I'm not looking, I'm not looking to find other people to understand me because I don't care what other people think. I, I like to be respected and have a good character, but as far as taking into consideration what other people think, I really don't care. That's not my business anyway, but I'm not looking to find other people like me. I can tell you the like-minded people that I have come across, I've met in the most unlikely places and in the most unusual circumstances. So I feel like just inherently where you go in life, your tribe and your like-minded individuals will find you. There's just a way the world works and putting these these people together. But no, I I don't really struggle to find because I'm not looking, if that answers your questions. So, so I'm going to dig a little bit deeper on that before okay. you leave that topic. What would you tell women uh, if they're on the fence about playing all out? Because I, I'll, I'll tell you where I'm thinking from this viewpoint. You know, I, I have seen and I've even seen for myself that I will tend to be on the fence until I make not only the decision to play all out, but give myself permission to play all out. And once I do that, then watch out. I can accomplish anything I want. Have you seen the same thing? I would say it all goes back to to what we said earlier. Make a decision. If you're on the fence, look, it comes down to either you want it or you don't. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Do you want it? Because if you do, you won't think about struggling or the fence or the fear or anything else. If you want it, go get it. It's really, that's really what it comes down to. But I think people struggle or they're on the fence because they're questioning if they have what it takes mm. and all the ingredients that go into what it takes. And what I mean by that is the mental toughness, the resiliency, the discipline, the follow through. You know if you are like that or you're not. And most people are not. So if you're fearful or if you're on the fence, you're probably thinking, do you have what it takes or are you going to have what it takes when you get there or when you get in the mix? Because when when it when the going gets tough, you're going to need every ingredient into the recipe of what it takes and everything needs to be firing. You need to have all cylinders firing at that time, you know, to get you where you want to go because on the other side of that is where the greatness is. So people that are on the fence, I think they're, they're almost questioning themselves. Do they have what it takes? Do they really want it? So, I mean, either you want it or you don't, it really comes, that's really all it comes down to. And as simplistic as it is, it really is that basic or that is what I have found but it sounds like you have too. Yeah, I have. I have. To get off that fence, I think you have to be willing to trust yourself. Well, that's true. When you get off the fence, it's on. It's on. on. (laughs) Yeah. So you're either one side of the fence or the other, and you can't jump over to the other side as quickly as you thought you could. So That's right. It's a yes or no. It's like being a little bit pregnant. It's not happening. (laughs) It's a yes or a no. Either you want it or you don't. But if you don't, or if you're caught in getting ready to get ready, or you're just deliberating and not doing, 
you know, for the love of God, just accept that you have satisfied for settling and live your life. And be okay with that. Be okay with it. You know, that's okay too. This life is not for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Leisha, is there anything else about your journey to greatness that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with other women? I would say for others, be painfully organized. And I mean, my spice racks are alphabetized. Get organized. (laughs) Get organized and really, really focus on your character, your reputation, your action, and manage and measure. I can't emphasize that enough. Always measure and manage. And that's time, money, focus, energy, effort. Categorize all of those. Really get focused, manage, and measure. That's so important. And I guess the other part with that would also always pay attention to the give, grow, and gain. And what I mean by that is you can't give it all away or you'll be broke. You can't gain it all and then not give it, not give it away and be selfish and greedy and get slaughtered. So you manage the give, the grow, and the gain, and always go back to manage and measure. Again, I know this seems so basic, but it's really true. When you get all organized and everything is efficient, it, it does tend to run like a well-oiled machine, and then you course correct when, when foolishness comes up, but then you just keep going. And can I tell you, my secret ingredient is momentum. Man, like you said, we get off the fence, it's on, and then the momentum kicks in. And I mean, it, it really is. You're just unstoppable. And then people and opportunities keep coming up. And then now it's just deciding, you know, what to say yes to and what to say no to because the opportunities are overwhelming and all of the right people are showing up. It, it really is that simple. And I guess I would say, you know, I've been in your shoes, but you haven't been in my shoes. It really is that simple when you make the decision, get the momentum going and just start doing, start taking action. It really is that basic and that simple. And I, I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's where we often mess up the ride is that we get into our head. You get into your own and, head. Oh my gosh, right. girlfriend. And we analyze the crap out of it. No, and then and no. then we don't we don't take action. We talk ourselves around in circles. That's and, right. Or you or you listen to your loser friends. And then allow them to put their insecurities on you. And then, like you said, you talk yourself right out of it. And now you go back into the comfort zone. And now you're getting ready to get ready again. And you're researching and you're deliberating instead of just settling and accepting that this is where I am. You don't have what it takes. Or maybe you're just incapable and you're just so indecisive that you just can't, can't get started. And I guess that's okay, too. But... You know, if you are decisive and you do get in there, just understand the decisions have to be made quickly and you really have to sharpen your skills, get away from all your loser friends and just make your own decisions, like live your own life. But it, but nobody wakes up with your dreams. So whatever it is that you want to do, that is your decision. And you've got to put those those action plans and action steps in place and then move and execute. And it's OK if you isolate. It's OK. But you have to get the momentum going. Seeing self-talk, affirmations, declarations. But at the end of the day, it really just comes down to taking personal responsibility, in my opinion. And, and you know, no one's going to make it happen except you. And learn to sing in the shower when you're stressed. Sing in the shower, <laughs> sing in the car. <laughs> unless, unless you're going to be up for a Grammy, you might be thinking about but that's not my situation. I don't know too many of those, do you? <laughs> no, no, no. 
Leisha, it has been an absolute pleasure having you here today. I'm so excited about your journey to greatness that you're on, and I can't wait to continue to watch it unfold. The pleasure's on mine, Annette. I'm so honored to be, to be selected for this. And Leisha is another great example of how women are challenging the norm, making things happen, and demanding their own greatness. So join me next time on the World's Greatest Women Show as another powerful woman's story unfolds. 